I don't know. I, f- I feel like the only VC name I really know is like Peter Thiel. Yeah. And I know he was the... The linchpin? Kind of the leader of the charge. Yeah. Of the get your money out. Yeah. Which makes sense based on his political beliefs. Dude, I hear a, I hear a plane through my head. I've, I've been hearing a plane for like a, two minutes. <laughs> are we about to get and, 9-11? Yeah, is this Russia? <laughs> you guys are in the wrong... New York's over there. Dude, LA's over there. Look. Somehow I escaped the fate of this life I lead. Divorced the street, she tried to kill me and my wife to be. Black widow, silk sheets and a satin pillow. This California king loves you like a sack of endo. Patron bottles in a pack of Mentos Master sweet refrigerator full of incidentals Every day we have a ball like a blonde bimbo Talk to her like a shrink and fuck her like a nympho And it can be as simple as it seems If you never doubt yourself and learn from everything you see No, wishing on a star can turn your life into a dream and you could walk on water, just don't look down at your feet Look, told this world I was a star and I'm gonna need a stage Cause life is short and talk is cheap, so fuck what people say When I was 12, a crazy lady told me leave Away. I shed a tear cause it was real Swore to never strike Now every second is a classic When nothing lasts Gotta take a moment and appreciate the fact that This world is turning faster and faster And once you felt the real It's hard to tolerate the plastic What's up, it's Troy It's Matt This is 40th Street Alright, we're back Okay, that was fucking loud Sorry, I'm gonna be looking at the audio this time because we have this brand new well not brand new mixer we'll say it's brand new yeah uh, I, does that that doesn't affect output right no 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 yeah okay wait what'd you hit i'm just turning this bad boy up and down no no no, no, no how really, yeah, you're, you're fine yeah, i'm okay. just looking at my voice compared to yours <clears throat> okay and i'm not sure if it's louder talk again uh, i'm just i'm probably gonna okay, be talking no, about yeah we're fine okay Fucking! I'll just lower this. <laughs> it's it's very hard to look away from it. Yeah. Because it's like constantly motioning. Your, yeah. Okay. So one of the inventions I recently thought of working on was, because this is all analog, you know, where it has uh, the signal going into a mixer, then being split out to the headset, right? Okay. And. Effectively, that's whatever is being recorded on the computer through the USB. But it, because it's also just like being amplified to our headphones, if you had that connected to like a little Arduino or something, that then told the cameras like which one to switch on and off. Ah. They actually make something like this, but it's <clears throat> like $1,000. Okay. And so, it works like with GoPro? No, no, no. Yeah, it's like its own separate, oh, it's separate its own system. system. But yeah, if you just did like a hobbyist version and uh made it so you could use it with gopro and yeah like some battery and an arduino would be a, i think it'd be you know sell for a hundred bucks you could get a lot of takers yeah that feels like a big well i mean like a diy thing i guess most people wouldn't really need that application dude like there's a big open source arduino and i don't know i've noticed in the past month how many more podcasts have seemed to emerge that probably would want to use something like that I mean, if the only system's a thousand bucks, yeah, that's good. It's a better way. Yeah, the only thing is, is you would need this kind of baseline thing where it's uh, combining combining the audio and sending it out. Right. 
Ah. I mean, most people would have to figure this out first. Should I, I try some ASMR? Yeah, at least just like slurp it around. <laughs> All right. That is, sounds pretty Is this gnarly. Cardi B's vagina or <laughs> Matt swirling around deviled eggs? It sounds pretty gnarly. <laughs> The funny thing is, I can't. I still just hear the. the I turn it down so much. All I hear is the. the oh, dryer dude, you should going. turn this. Up. <laughs> Wait, is that your clothes in the dryer? I don't think so. I thought they were. Uh -oh. I assumed they were yours. Um. Okay. Well. It's what? What time is it? Or date? It's the February. February. March fifteenth. It's about nine o'clock. Um. We're here in the studio. In rainy Southern California. Very rainy. Spring break ridden, rainy Southern California. Yeah, dude. I haven't lived in <clears throat> SoCal for... Since college. Mm -hmm. Like, over a year. I don't remember rain ever like this. In the 20, 24 years I lived before. It's been... Yeah. The rain's been dumping. Kind of shitty. Our house is literally sweating. I don't even understand the chimney leak because it didn't seem like it was coming from above, but there's no way a chimney can just leak from halfway. So if it's going into the chimney hole, and I'd imagine because chimneys must be designed with like an internal plumbing that like catches any rain, but still lets smoke go out. Right. And somehow whatever plumbing is in there. You think that's leaking? Yeah, that's yeah. leaking through the side. Well, because you saw what was happening on the window above the TV. It was like bubbling yeah, up yeah, there, yeah. and you could like press it down, and water would. I thought it was up. like a concrete wall too. It, I'm yeah. I mean, Patrick will be here tomorrow. He'll give us a better idea of what's happening there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, these houses. If you're a contractor for Southern California, you usually don't have to worry about this shit. No, you're like a leak. What the hell's that? What the hell's that <laughs> and it's not just like a shitty leak. It's like fatigue structural right. just like enough water it's sideways only during rain. sideways rain yeah, 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 yeah. Problem. it could it could handle the normal slight drizzles drizzles are good yeah but yeah uh it's also spring break for the youngins in newport which have been running around in which they seem young dude they're on the prowl is it is it uh is it parents buying airbnbs for their kids or have the kids figured out a way I think it's nerd spring break where they're with their parents, but they're also like partying. Dude, I swear there were 30 kids. Yeah, no, because I went to uh, Ballport and I saw like two, it looked like senior high schoolers that were wearing like their college sweatshirts, but they were with their parents and like their parents were like buying them booze. Booze? Oh. It's pretty weird actually. So it's like the cool parents. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're just like 18, 19 year old freshmen in college. That too. And like, yeah, and we're just yeah. not able to, like, we don't have an eye for what that looks like anymore. Probably, probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you walk up to like a 12 year old, be like, yeah. oh, are you 19? But they're, f no, they're for sure under 21. I, yeah. Oh, without a question. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was on the boardwalk biking, they were like visibly drunk dudes. You know, like, do you yeah, know how yeah, the yeah. dudes have that just like wobble? Then they were, there's no shot those guys were 21. Yeah. And they're doing this, uh, thing that you do when you're young and you're like looking for a party to go to that they like kind of congregate it's kind of like animals at the zoo that are like in these groups. it's a watering hole yeah, yeah yeah and they're like kind of they're all they're all talking 
about probably like stupid shit, but their heads are like on a swivel looking for where's the other group that seems to have it figured out mm. with the booze and the party <laughs> plan and how do we like send the most attractive guy or chick out to, to kind of like to talk join to them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're on the prowl because I was like walking around like I went on a run and I I just saw these like heads turn and look at me like. I know what you're up to. You're either, you either want to ask me to buy alcohol or, like, <laughs> use my house or something. What a, like, I mean, also because it's raining, like, shitty spring break. They were definitely thought it would be, like, sunny California. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're not from around. These aren't, like, local kids who are getting an Airbnb for spring break. They're, like, clearly not from no. there. So you wonder, like, where they're from. But They're probably from California, but um, maybe not. Maybe Arizona or... Not not like far far. No no no. It's definitely not flight worthy. But maybe get in the car. Yeah, the IE Riversiders. Heck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Though, it is. It's weird observing, uh, teenagers. I guess in young like twenty something. So like that. Like it, it doesn't even seem that long ago. You know. It used to be uh, like that yeah, was yeah. us. <laughs> that literally, we were right. We were in the heart of that stuff. So. Right. But men- mentally, like mentality-wise, it seems like eons ago. That's the the thing. Like you remember all those moments of going to the dorm party, or you're on a vacation, Airbnb with your friends. But uh, like you also remember back how you thought at the time. You're like, dude, I couldn't have. Like it seems like fucking. I was a whole different person, you know. I have a dog shit memory, so I don't actually have a good recollection for stuff like that you don't remember your like i guess what would it be like a what would be a good description of this i guess mentality is the easy one but because your 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 mind is so short term focused because you're in school and the only thing you care about while you're in school is like getting through that grade you know right and then also your world is so small because you're only surrounded by the same, like, whatever, 500, 1,000 right. if you're in college, people in your class, that you're just, like, hyper-focused on the problems of that small community. But once you leave, everything shifts and your world just, like, goes crazy. And then also that just seems totally inconsequential. Yeah, well, I agree with the incons- inconsequential aspect of it, yeah. Yeah, I guess, no, that's what I think about, though. But I think about that, my mentality. I was, like, consumed in that small world, and it's only natural. Like, that's how I remember my former self, I mm, suppose. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, at some point, you just kind of, which is not very sudden. Not kind of sudden, actually. Maybe the course, like, two years, you're just like, oh, shit, like, I got to... I gotta like worry about being thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worry about my shitty fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Or you just like start getting one small injury per year that would take you like a day to get over, and you're like, "Fuck, this is like a week setback." <laughs> Dude, but the other, the other thing I noticed around these young, young bucks. Well, I, I think we probably both look not as old as we are. No, I agree with that, yeah. We probably look like we could be like 25. Right. We could probably pass for younger. Yeah, if we want to. There's definitely people our age that they're... They I mean, shit, high. if someone was to ask us who's the oldest person in this house, they'd probably say Will, yeah. who's by far the youngest, so... Yeah. It also makes you totally uh, 
hyper aware of the sub because your communication skills aren't as developed when you're in that that stage of life you know and when i reflect on it even now i think of all those uh signals that are not spoken that make it so young people like can get along and either not kill each other or fuck you know what i mean yeah. like, <laughs> like none of them are like spitting a lot of game or like really getting right that deep nor should they because their world is like they don't have any experience yeah, yeah they don't have like, any experience yeah. so what they're really doing is like acting like animals where it's like you're sending off these weird signals and like you, I think what was the comedian? One comedian had a joke. I don't know if it was Louis. It was like if you watch young people hang out and they start staring at each other, there's two outcomes: they either fuck or beat the shit out of each other. But yeah, have you have you thought about like what are what are those like? Um, I don't know, I guess communication mecha- mechanisms you don't really understand, but they exist, and you're, like, aware of when they're happening. Uh, like, how are you aware of an awkward situation? Yeah, like, I guess the obvious one that everyone would, like, have experienced at some point is, like, you're in a dark alley and you, like, see a sketchy person. Right. You have no rational reason to, like, maybe think other than the environment and the way that person is acting sends off alarm bells, you right. know what I mean? Uh, so like things like that kind of thing where it totally goes past your rational brain and it's more in like the, someone said it described this in a way. It was like your, your prime or primitive brain or something like right. that. Right. Well, you have such a, like you, we've been alive for so long. We understand what real normal situations look like. So we probably have, there's probably some like bell curve for yeah. like you're within the confines of a normal situation. As soon as there's enough like stimulus or we, like oddities happen, you find yourself outside of that and you just understand like, okay, this is w- something's odd is occurring here. Right. You mean you have a collection of normal experiences. Right. And then when an odd thing doesn't happens, fit in the right, confines right, right. of any, any of the group, yeah. like it's like an amalgamation of all your experiences. Huh. That's interesting. Cause I would think if that's the, that's like what's going on, that means like when humans had less security and I think there might be false positives. I, and I just be like a very random moment. I was laying on the ground. I remember this vividly because of how like paranoid and freaked out I got. I was laying on the ground on my back at my mom's house. I don't know how long ago this was. And she like walked over and like stood kind of over me near, like kind of near me. And something went in my brain, fight or flight. And I like jumped up and got like immediately freaked out. I was like very freaked out, heart pumping for no reason other than my mom was standing above me, like five feet away. And I was like a false positive fight or flight response. Did you know your mom was there or were you just... I'm not sure. Potentially I like, I think maybe I I had headphones in so I couldn't really hear. So maybe I only... Like huh. saw her out of the corner, but I'm as a very safe environment. I, I like understood it was her, but something still made me like freak out. Well, maybe that's actually one of those instinctual things where normally when your mother approaches you like that, there's like a mutual instinct that something might be wrong because you're laying on the ground, you know? Right? Huh? But the instinct of me to be the one that because I'm on the ground, why would I be the one that gets this like extreme fear, paranoia? Well, maybe our emotions like that are actually feedback loops. Like if you think about it, you can't for most things you don't like get afraid of nothing. 
Right. Or you don't like love or feel elation over nothing. So if there's something between two humans where like you feel fear, but it's because um, something else is going on emotionally that you're like in tune with, which Mm. is in another human that's kind of setting off some weird vibrational signals that then kind of like combine and resonate. And then you, 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 you like both respond accordingly kind of or maybe it was just that situation never happened ergo is outside the bell curve regardless of that it was my mom yeah had it been some other human i might have actually been like whoa what the fuck is this human doing above me right that's i mean that's probably more likely but it it would be kind of cool to think that kind of (laughs) like when like you're thirsty and i go like hey you want water and you're like what yeah yeah that's what i yeah like an esp type thing right or when you're thinking about someone and then you like see their name somewhere or you even get a phone call right or a text from them yeah i think some instagram uh, uh charlatans have made a lot of money off of the like wish it will it idea oh like, yeah because you could use that as mind yeah, yeah. body yeah. or whatever it is dude i went to lightning in a bottle once and there's this guy who called himself like an empath and like all he did was like kind of say vague things uh, that yeah. are like normal emotional circumstances people would have like underwent and everyone was on drugs so they're just like oh. sounded very yeah, elite yeah. and official and yeah yeah and worthwhile he, i mean he played it off really well like this guy probably could make a lot of money if he did those like palm reading things right but yeah he got laid one time doing something like that, and, now, and then he was, like, set off forever. Yeah. But there's definitely something to, like, the mutual evolution, like, the mutualism between humans that makes a lot of what you would, if you, like, studied them, look like discrete systems. Like, I don't know, this emotion comes from, you know, this, like, nerve response kind of thing. But that is actually maybe tied to, like, an environmental factor that has to do with, like, other people, you know, giving out some signal kind of thing. Do you think when you're closer to a person, you understand, like, their vibration better? Oh, yeah. Because, like, like, if you, if if I look at a penguin, I see a penguin. If you put five penguins in a line, I see five penguins. Mm-hmm. I can't tell a difference between the five penguins. Yeah, yeah, no. Put five, and I, there's like theories about like within your own race, within your own like you can you can discern people better because that's what you're used to seeing, like yeah. especially like your own culture and stuff. So if you like you know you put you know, five dudes in front of me, I, I see differences. But if I'm closer to them, I see I can like see my brain picks up on subtleties that I wouldn't notice in these five strangers, yeah. but I notice in like intimate. People no, I, I dude, I even think that in for ourselves, like appearance, what you're picking up visually is distorted by the amount of times that you experience it in a way. So that, well, I guess, what you're more talking about though is like, uh, I don't know, it like is idiosyncrasies between their behavior. Yeah, as well. Exactly. No, I know it for sure happens visually, and I think it, that would make sense. It happens with that too. Um, Do you think uh, like an AI model will be able to like? any human will pick up on their vibration or is like like as a pseudoscience i don't know if a, a computer that maybe that's why an AI model couldn't because it's so dependent on those wetware systems that you can't 
there's just using a computer. like some oomph to it, like as a human yeah. connection where I understand. Like if my nervous system was affecting your nervous system, you would have to somehow design hardware and computers to be able to kind of replicate the same thing. But we don't even know much things about how our brain like sends those signals, right. you know? So I do think there'd be limitations. But no, going back to what you said about the penguins, it reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> this sounds like really fucking racist, but <laughs> I, I, I think I was towing the line you're about to <laughs> yeah. hit, and no, I was no, like, no. "Let's use penguins." No, I, I, I could say this based on where, <laughs> you know, when you like what, like looked at a photo in like a, a history book, right. of like China, right? And, like, this is what Beijing looks like when you're a kid. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, man, they all look the same, right? Like, um, but then I went moved to. I mean, moved to Singapore and mostly Chinese slash Malaysian. Right. They look at white people and can't discern exactly differences. You, like you, it's because they look at different feet. I read like a little paper on this one time because it was like a why do why does everyone from a different race sort of start to blend together as yeah. one person when they have like the same like a, like a blonde hair blue eyed dude like five blonde hair blue eyed dudes of same height in Malaysia. They'd yeah. Be like holy sh, this is the same guy. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think you just look at different features of people. Yeah, I think that was the, the, like, I forget what it was that, like, Western people look at. When you look at a face, you go, like, there's, like, three things you look at. Whereas if you're in, you know, Southeast Asia, you might not look at those same features because they're more similar in that area. So you look at these different features, and you're kind of subconsciously doing it. Your brain just, like, interpreting. Wait, so your brain is looking for patterns so it can make sense of something that's different than him in itself? Which makes it so it's hard to distinguish, like unique traits you can distinguish unique traits from what's familiar to you and what your brain is normally looking at for differences right so i repeat that one more time uh your your brain is looking for differences that i don't remember what i said um so like the re- the difference between two people from Southeast Asia and two white guys in facially is going to be di- is going to be different. Like there's different yes. features with larger gaps right. than like may- let's say like eye color okay. or eye like eye shape type thing or maybe nose ratios. Like it's just subconsciously your brain's picking up, and because you're always around your own culture and race, typically you're able to discern those things a lot more between uh. people. Okay, so you're saying your brain, when it's not exposed to it, it has to readjust because the it's, pattern that it's already recognized no longer. I'm the recognizing. Model. I'm using my pattern on an entirely different subset. Yeah, that yeah. I go. My brain's like this right. is all the same yeah. from looking at the, the the categories you're used to typically looking at. Huh, that's interesting. That means we're all. I guess that's kind of like core genetics how it's been transmitted through a culture or society right i mean it sounds it sounds very it's ra- it's like racial in nature but it, yeah. it is how your brain's just going to interpret things maybe that again you look yeah. at five penguins you see five penguins somehow a little penguin can find its mom amongst right. a million penguins but downstream when you like actually what that means is it makes sense why we look at outsiders as outsiders you know because they literally our brain are literally it's programmed defense to yeah. say yeah you're not in our pattern what's going on right now yeah. it gets it gets disrupted which is yeah that's pretty gnarly because then it's like leads to wars <laughs> we're all human at the end of the day yeah, yeah. um but when i when i was in singapore though i kind of 
it switched on me. I was there long enough, not exposed to majority white people where I started to pick it up and it was like normal. And then I remember when I got on the plane back and uh, like landed in LAX surrounded by white motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, you all look the like, same. Like, said, everyone's the same like, person. Everyone was like blonde haired, like, you know, mid chick. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I was still like, hey, home sweet home, baby, but... <laughs> your brain recalibrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it helps your standards for a bit. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, are like, if, if you... If, do zookeepers... I should ask my sister if, like, zookeepers can start to discern or they can tell animal from animal. Oh, I think With they no, could. like, alternative characteristics, like, you know, that giraffe has three legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, a weird... Something bizarre. Like, yeah. oh, that he has a spot in the shape of a horseshoe or something. I'm sure they can, actually. Yeah. I, like, inner species? Yeah. Yeah, like a bunch of, like, five hippos. Me and you would just be just like, dude. Look at the hippos. Yeah, it'd be like the basketball, or the game at basketball games. Or, like, put the basketballs on the thing. Like, dude, I, they're all the fucking same. But you put three hippos to a zookeeper, and this is the easiest game. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you can, because twins are identical, theoretically. Mm-hmm. But there are differences that people pick up on, and you end up being able to tell two twins apart. Yeah. Dude, I wonder how many parents, though, like, screwed that up multiple times, like, before they got that. <laughs> Especially when you're a baby. You, uh... Oh, like, you, you swap Michelle with Mila and <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know enough twins to be able to say, like, or twins that are ad- identical, identical enough. yeah. Where that would be hard. Or where I, I eventually got used to it. Um... Yeah, dude. I guess the only ones I think of are Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in Full House. <laughs> but I didn't know them. There was one set of twins at my high school, and they also went to the same college I went to. Um, if they ever listen to this pod, they'll know who they are. But I, to this day, no, no shot. Yeah. It was, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, never a name. I, I just no shot. Yeah. Dude. Do you, do you, all right, we, I don't think you ever answered, though, the first question, uh, Mm. that tangent kind of led from, which, like, those, those, like, primitive brain responses. Okay. So, like, when you're a dark alley, you get, like, afraid from this, or, or maybe you're around a predator, like a lion or a fucking bear in the woods. Yeah. Like, those obvious ones. Sometimes I feel like, like, walking on the street, you kind of, like, you, I don't know, you, or even going out at night, you might, like, be around. Like, you might make eye contact with a certain female and just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that could be a match type thing. Right. That's another one, which you have no rational explanation. Yeah, but as, like, a male, that could just be your brain going, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? It could be a big false positive. But in that mating is such a strong biological impulse that why would my brain have done it independently of maybe, well, I guess maybe it's because males kind of have to initiate, huh? So we have to have the stronger impulse. If you could go back, I mean, what, Homo sapiens, 200,000 years old. If you could go back 175,000 years and look at, like, what a true primitive non-societal Homo sapien did, that'd be very interesting. Yeah. Or or the, another one, actually, is, like, could women detect who's a father and who's not if, like, it's just a crowd of men? 
Mm. I wonder. Just on feature alone, or like just mannerisms, like how they're behaving. Observed a man for one hour is exactly like because that's something I feel like men can't necessarily pick up on, but because it has such like women have such an interest in that characteristic. I wonder if it would be give them a random child. I bet you could. I feel like without the child, it'd be hard, even if it wasn't their own child. You don't think that men, after becoming fathers, kind of change in a way that, like... Well, I guess it would... What kind of father? <laughs> like a dad or a, just happened to be a baby daddy? Yeah, yeah. Like damn long neck. When you go into a room and be like, oh, this guy's a dad. Well, he is, sir. Yeah, I, there you go. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely one that is... He just cleans up in Newport takes Beach care with the hot moms because yeah. they're all like, oh, he's a father. Well, people have said that that's a thing. It's like, oh, once you get married, watch how you're... I've heard, I've heard there's a dude I used to work with. He's like, dude, when I have the baby in the stroller, he's like, I, I like women are nice to the kid, but I swear to God, I've never had more attention yeah. given to me by females. So I'm like, oh, but I've heard from men where it's like they're just not with their wife. They're at the store and there's like a clerk who's like totally giving them signals and they're just like, which they're married. So they're just like, no, I'm like yeah. not interested. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, but it could be your own because you're you're thinking like, oh, I I still got it. It's ego. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. ego. Right, right. You know, or you... they're at Trader Joe's, and that's just what happens at Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no. Going back to it, you know, you can't do anything about it. So your ego's telling you, yes, oh, you she still totally can, wants me. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, you, you still got it. Yeah, yeah. That's basically like, that's why delivery. restaurants exist. You know, <laughs> so middle-aged men can be like, I could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in reality, like you just like. Fucking leave a number and no one texts you back. Right, yeah, exactly. Actually, the most recent time I did that, it didn't work. It was like. At a restaurant or at. It was at Q's. I went with Tim and Chad. After the incident? What incident? Remember. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was Kyle's birthday, so he was going to dinner, so he wanted to get a few beers. It was after golf. I think you went back home. Golf? Yeah, I didn't go to Q's, but yeah. Um,. But we just had the total uh, nice waitress phenomenon, and, like, I think I just dared Tim to leave his number, and then uh, I was like, I'll do it too, just, you know. Right. And then Chad, he's like, I'll leave my number, and he wrote on the receipt, 1-800-STEAMER. <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably, even if she wanted to text one of us. There has to be some, like... As you age, the more likely you think you could hook up with the waitress. Because yeah. a young 20-year-old, you would never actually... Right. I, but, you, yeah. Also, you become more confident based on, like, like the, the power dynamic develops more as you get older, too. Well, you think you're more important, and you are more valuable. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. That there's a power dynamic where it's like, oh, there was a time where I was also a waiter and I just happened to be at a restaurant and this person's a waitress. It's like, I'm now better than them. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> poor way to put it. But yeah, like, you know what exactly. I mean by that. Yeah, like, no, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. And then that gives you some stupid, like, false confidence. Also subconscious, though, because you've never, like, no one ever thinks of that. Yeah, no, everyone does, dude. Everyone thinks about, like, their status... I feel like that's like the main game people play these days. 
You know what I mean? I suppose maybe I'm just a feather in the fucking wind. Then. <laughs> well, you're more. We need a third person <laughs> here in order to like verify which one of us is correct. Uh, correct about what? I, I suppose I don't have this this self reflection of status. No, no. Like I'm. I guess what I'm saying is, okay. What is the game that? people are giving meaning to their lives with in aggregate like obviously different for different people um even like you and i but i'm just saying generally what is the game that everyone like you know the rat race everyone's a part of but yeah is there a question there yeah oh, shit. that is the question <laughs> wait the question is what is the rat race is everyone a yeah well of? so it used what's to... like the new rat race yeah yeah i guess it used to be i would say it used to be kind of like religion and like kind of achieving this like spiritual um level of transcendence you know Mm. and then that manifested in like healthy relationships and families where then it was like your progeny is like kind of replacing you and you kind of go into your sunset which is your afterlife right so that gave most people purpose um but that has sort of died down, or it seems to have. I mean, I guess it's still most of the people in the world are, in our culture, it right. seems to have died down. So what is the game that people are playing? If they're, they're no longer, like, people are getting married and having, like, children less, like, at later stages. Yeah. I don't know. The rat race, like, well, the vibe now is work less, live more, live more. Well, it's kind of work... It's like optimizing your status while minimizing your effort level. Right. You don't, because no one wants to be a bum. That's not true. Good. Yeah. I feel like the rat race is still, the, the, the grind is, is still there. Okay, here's a question, another way to put it. Why would someone like Elon Musk, like why does it seem like it never ends no matter what level of status or wealth you mm. attain other than that might be this the other kind of like big thing that everyone's chasing after subconsciously because they don't have it. Like it's like a void that's empty. So they're, they're doing this, you know? Right. Like it would make sense. I mean, you, we, and I, like you and I, it's probably like, oh yeah, if we ever had that, we'd just say fuck it and like chill. But all these people are like actually like victors in this game. Right? Why aren't they saying? Yeah, why aren't they just fucking and chill? chill. <laughs> I, it's it's got to be like some form of bias that we only see them. You'd... Well, also, I mean, like a true billionaire is so unique. But they work like way more than. Do they? They are rewarded for is what I'm saying. But do do they? Or sorry, because they work so much, like, in the level of reward they already have, it makes no sense other than their. They're doing it sort of for like legacy. Oh, legacy might be the thing. Legacy. I'm trying to think of like. I mean, then I mean. Uh, I think now they're like aggrandized to a point where they might not actually like. What what does their day look like? Are they actually working that much to this day? Like, if you look, like who? I mean, Elon Musk might be, but he probably enjoys it. The guy used to sleep in his office, so like he, yeah. he's built a little. Different. He's conditioned himself, no matter what, to like it. Right. Well, he, he's, I think, a bad example because actually, what his work is is pretty interesting. You know, who's someone that like like uh, who's a billionaire that doesn't like love work? Someone who I can think of is like the founder of Twitch. 
uh, Yan- the Asian dude. He sometimes plays poker on like late night poker. The dude, like, has, well, like, no, I would say he's an exception to the like argument I'm making. Uh, okay, because his, his logic is like, oh yeah, I built a shitty website, it worked. Like, and yeah. he seems like a total chiller. <laughs> yeah, and now he plays poker. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So he, he is like what you and I would probably <laughs> exactly. do. Something yeah. like, like, oh yeah, we did it. Right, we got lucky. Yeah, you know what it is actually. It's almost uh, a good example. Like, so instead of it being the war, or imagine if you had these characters and we were playing. Uh, I don't know, like risk for money, like a combination of like risk and poker, okay, or monopoly or something. Like they're like the world is just kind of turned into their game where they've even if they're winning to a certain level and could like cash out, like their purpose is in actually just playing the game. And the game itself is this like wealth creation, like fo- like hyper focused slash influence focused thing. I, I, you have to. You probably just build an emotional connection with what you're doing in such a way that you can't part with it. Yeah, but some of the people that, like Elon Musk, is an example of that for sure. But there's people that, you know, they were like even partners with him, but now all they do is just like invest and talk shit on Twitter. Right. You know, it's like so. It's not like they're passionate about random projects they're mm. investing in. They just probably view themselves of like as like the modern sort of. I don't know, like conquer her, which the form of which is like, what can I like own, whatever, mm. you know, through the forms of like cat, like shares in, yeah. in, in some sort of enterprise. Because like the people, so the, the, the even, not even too like distant past, I would even see the same kind of class of people like the Rockefellers and Carnegie's. They didn't even do this kind of shit where they were like in the public eye and it was kind of about their legacy. It was more about their, like your, their hereditary line. You know what I mean? Cause like a lot of those guys like went into like politics and like public service and right. shit. So it was like, how do we lock in their, uh, being? where oh, like Elon Musk like doesn't even fucking like, like his kids. He's <laughs> probably got all sorts of kids he doesn't know about. I'm sure you love your kids, Elon. Don't get mad at me. Yeah. Earth. He clearly doesn't like him. He's naming him fucking things that no one can possibly get remotely close to saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was kind of talking about this with Will yesterday, so it's good to hear your take. But I guess I just kind of think like... um, Like the question of how much is enough. Kind of. And also, what is the general game and who is playing it, why, and who's outside of it that might have like created it? Mm. And how, like, how do they benefit from this game existing? You know, and are those people like the true elites of the world? Well, I, I mean, the current. I mean, if you were to talk of like the game, would be looking important, right? It's like why, like why are there why are there all these weird job titles? You see it at like uh, Starbucks. You're not like a barista. You're a drink connoisseur you know what i mean there's weird names and it's about like feeling and looking important like look the looking influential yeah yeah it's like a fall it's like a facade of influence but it's fundamentally rooted in status you know yeah like people in the past could could have just there was like it was even hard to have this because you just didn't have the communication mechanisms. There just had like a small town, and 
there was no st- status didn't scale kind of idea but now it does yeah if everyone like rural if everyone had a farm mm-hmm. how do you one-up someone I would think the guy, like the Twitch guy, if I were to say there's like an elite now, it'd be more like him. He just kind of cashes out and he does whatever the fuck he wants and right. like totally disregards that like, so the, system. The, the founder of Snapchat, Evan Spiegel. Evan Spiegel. Yeah. Why don't you ever hear from Evan Spiegel? He married a supermodel. Right. Ten years, like the like number one supermodel. You don't, you don't hear a chirp. Yeah. Either he has a great PR team who spends fortune keeping his name out making sure that that just right. happen or he's just actually this is a good example he might some be guy. he might be from more of the cloth of kind of the elite that i'm trying to describe which is he doesn't actually give a fuck about what he's doing and the evidence is is because snapchat kind of just tanked and he just was like, oh, instead of trying to, like, save his reputation, he was like, all right, well, uh, someone Did he get out? Did, yeah, he uh, got probably, out, right? he, I think he got out. And he was yeah. like, yeah, like, sucks. Like, I made money. Like, now I'm going to do whatever the fuck I right. want. And not be in the public eye type deal. It, it, it's almost like a, yeah, I think it's, it all comes down to ego. All comes down to ego. It's how you want other people to perceive you. But what I'm saying is, like, ironically, and this is, was Will's point, actually, the people who kind of are the coolest and have the most status are the those who don't give a shit about like their status and that also must mean they have like the highest form of ego you know what i mean like so so this svb bank just collapsed right right have you heard did well, you... yeah oh yeah i've been all but so uh, wait just real quick so it's con- so you're saying warren buffett yes lives in the same house since 1960 drives a cadillac from 1985 mm-hmm. he he's at the pinnacle of elite because he's there and just does not give a shit about he eats mcdonald's every morning or whatever yeah right he gets a McMuffin yeah yeah he, he's probably a good example of someone too he's but he's so elite that he's like almost forced to be in the public eye which he, i'm sure he'd prefer not to be right i mean he's untouchable <laughs> elite right yeah, yeah exactly but like he's a guy who who wealth didn't change. I'm mean, also probably one of the most humble people you'll ever meet. He, I mean, he's just a classic. Right. Well, wealth different. doesn't change the true elites because they expect it as the norm. Normality. You know what I mean? Like okay. this was like the British aristocracy. This was like the whole idea, right? It was they just knew they were gonna be rich, influential, so they didn't even like push their kids to do what was like economically. Uh, lucrative right, right. they're just like fucking play polo and like do sportsman like activities right um and then anyone who else like everyone else who uh they tr- like was outside of that aristocracy they're just like oh you kind of want to join us well we got a colony in singapore go get over there motherfucker like <laughs> so is that could you say that that's a good way to spot like a viper in the bushes so for example there's uh like if you back to uh, something we talked about like a month ago, Sam Bankman Fried, he is, you there's account there's video of him going like driving like a night like an old cap ca, ca, uh, Camry Toyota Camry. He drove a Toyota Camry from like 2013, piece of yeah. shit car, and is that like a canary in a coal mine for the modern scammer? Is someone like faking, oh, yeah. not caring? Yeah, no, he was he was also like in uh, embellishing his virtue too, right? Which is another signal. But I think maybe even more like if you were to add another layer of complexity, that guy was like a tool of this elite class in a way because 
it was like almost someone they would like sacrifice to to hide you know their own beneficiaries from a corrupt corrupted system right you know other people could kind of focus on yeah i mean he was an automobile for yeah i mean that situation is just wild (laughs) yeah no because but yeah i know what you're saying he uh he was trying to act a certain way and like basically bend the game so much it was it tipped the scale as like something's up here yeah exactly which validates the fact that this game exists in the first place Mm. um but anyway you were you were you were going over to silicon valley bank and i oh yeah yeah so so no um the, no, this this is was like this bank just failed. So I guess just for the sake of documentation on purposes, thir- on Sunday night the FDIC <laughs> took it over. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Sunday it, morning it, maybe. Right. From what I understand, I don't like understand much about it, but it was just from like people I listened to, it was basically the bank for all the startup kind of companies. So it's like say you and I did like Y Combinator or something yep. like this. And, you know, uh, Mark Andreessen's firm wanted to give us, like, $3 million. Right. The vehicle for doing this was through Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. So all tech startups basically went through this shit. And tech hasn't been doing well. And uh, how a bank makes money is by loaning out money at a higher rate. And they are giving you interest by holding it in their bank, yep. basically. And because interest rates were rising... Um, like their loans were now worth less that they had out. And so like they had to basically, like when that happens, then the bank is now holding like liabilities, I guess on their end or something. I'm probably fucking this up. But the point is at some point uh, the VCs were like, can we get our money out of it? And like they had too many bad loans where it was like the capital actually didn't exist. And then it starts to run. But the guys who are kind of putting all this capital in there are these tech VCs, right? Right. And they're people who are billionaires and, like, you know, in the public eye, and they just totally kind of seem like crybabies right now, like which they got their way. Like, the, the government stepped in and, and is, is bailing the thing out, so it's not like all their... Well, I don't, I don't think they're actually getting a bailout. That's, that's I mean, they're selling the, the banks being sold. I don't think the United States government isn't bailing them out. So no, but there wasn't any buyer. So I thought it was the FDIC is just going to kind of raise the amount of insurance they would normally give those, which is not much. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I guess from what I heard, they're going to allow. They're going to keep the two hundred fifty k, and then someone else is going to come in and buy all the assets. Well, you all like you independent of the bank going out of business, that 250K and whatever accounts they are would be guaranteed yeah. by the government itself. Did you actually also do, like, do you have to figure out how quickly the, the government guarantees that? It's super quick. Like, you're, for, like, FDIC, like, accounts like that, I read, like, a thing, it's within, like, very short amount of time you can get your 250K. Yeah. It's like a, it's a quick turnaround. Surprising. Right. But these people had way more than that. No, no, so. I know. I'm just, there's a little aside. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're at the DMV waiting for your 250K, you think yeah, it would take yeah. a year. Right. I guess the problem would be is if everyone was trying to get, like if they did let the bank fail to the point where everyone's actually pulling out their 250K, because that's what you would have to do. Yeah. The question would be is where the fuck is this money from the FDIC coming yeah. from, which it would be, the answer would be like the U.S. government, which would be like... Someone's putting it pretty, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow. That, that would probably cause a lot more problems. Um, but anyways... I guess what I why I thought of that was because uh, 
I don't know, these guys are rich anyways, like the amount of assets they owe. Why are they trying to do so much damage control on their reputation? Right. Because one instance plus the, uh, makes them look kind of foolish, you know what I mean? And the ins- it's, it, it's silly because no one's going to remember it anyway. It, it's such a difficult financial product and situation. That I mean, the, the, the layman yeah. is not going to understand it. The, well, the expert's barely yeah. going to understand it. Right. And it's politicized now. It's like, uh, yeah. I guess it makes sense why they are trying to get bailed out and like salvage their wealth. But past that, I don't see why they're doing so much damage control their right. reputation other than they're so invested in how the public views them, which is like going back to the, what we're talking about. Right. Like this is kind of what people care about these days, no matter what amount of resources they have. No one wants to be the bad guy. No, no, no. As, as much as it in like the end of the day, once you die, like the Queen Elizabeth just fucking died. Does it matter if you're the bad guy? No. You're still a billionaire. The Sackler family. Uh, Oxycontin. They, they put billions offshore. It's got America addicted to opioids. Their company had to pay billions in fines. They still, their family's still worth billions of dollars. I, if a Sackler walked into this room right now, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I, if they told me their last name, I'd be like, ah, I know who you are. No, they. Yeah. So it, what's interesting that they do care so much because like your contemporaries don't. It, I, I don't know. At that level of wealth, I just don't think it really matters. If you're doing something to the point where your reputation matters because it's so malicious, then it makes sense. Because <laughs> you're trying to keep the party rolling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For, yeah, I got like the Bernie Madoff of, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. Which, yeah. But for people who have done nothing wrong. So are you saying that these people have a lot of skeletons? No, I don't think so. I just think... Oh, you, so you don't think that they're, they're, they're watching a domino fall and afraid of more dominoes falling and like blowing them up for all of their... You, you don't think it's... But that blows everyone up. So a what powder I'm, keg and I you, think, you lit some dynamite here. I think these people view themselves as like modern gurus and these influential figures and they don't want to lose that reputation. Uh-huh. So anything that might damage that, a.k.a. their bank, that they have used as a mechanism to create a bunch of wealth for themselves, if that fails, that's a huge, you know... Uh, it's egg on the face. Exactly. And, it's you know, whether or not they stay rich, their reputation just is, like, that much more important. And memories are short. People care about people that can make them money. I mean, holy shit, the Wolf of Wall Street guy's out of prison and he's already hawking cryptocurrencies people are believing in that billy mcfarland guy yeah firefest he's out he's out he's already selling something new people are giving him money right but if like this happened i mean maybe it did actually with the great depression and shit with like the rockefellers and carnegie's what were that what was their response to the similar situation was it kind of okay we need to just get the bomb shelter prepared with the gold bars so our our hereditary line is fine type deal yeah they're not trying to go out to any newspaper and be like oh i didn't do this i'm you know what i mean like they're not crying to the press basically i don't know I i feel like the only vc name i really know is like peter Thiel. yeah and i know he was the the linchpin kind of the leader of the charge yeah of get your money out yeah which makes sense based on his political beliefs. 
Dude, I hear a, I hear a plane through my head. I've, I've been hearing a plane for like a two minutes. <laughs> are we about to get fucking nine eleven? Yeah, is this Russia? <laughs> you guys are in the wrong. New York's over there, dude. LA's I... over there. Uh, do you remember the Jake Paul uh, boxing match? Which one? The uh, one with against, Tyson Fury against or... his brother. Yeah, Tyson Fury's brother. It was outside in, guess where it was? Russia? Saudi Arabia. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Saudi Arabia, out, outdoors. And I remember there was a moment when I was watching it before the fight, which, by the way, biggest fucking waste of like five hours of my life watching all those boxing matches. I remember matches. you talking <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and especially the last one, it sucked. Jake Paul blew. But anyways, <laughs> sitting, it was outdoors. I remember thinking, oh, shit, this is a big event. Jake Paul... You know, Tommy Fury, they've been building this up, and they're trying to ball out. I wonder if there's going to be, like, a like a flyover. <laughs> and I was like, wait, they're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to cause pandemonium. What kind of flyover? <laughs> do, a, do a flyover at a sporting event in the Middle East. <laughs> Dude, the airplane is still flying over. It's pandemonium. <laughs> Maybe they're uh, busting all the ding-ding parties. Is that a helicopter? No, that's a plane. Yeah. No, it's a helicopter as well. Is it? Yeah. What'd you write on there, Troy? I, on a whim, was at the grocery store and got a box of Trix cereal. You know Trix? Trix is for kids? <laughs> T-R-I-X? And I used to get Fruity Pebbles and it would make my shit rainbow. Okay, Trix used to make my shit green. So far, shit hasn't been green. I had a bowl last night. But I was getting to the point of like, kid cereal hasn't changed. It's the same shit. Yeah. And then I was like, it's kind of like fashion. It, it, it comes in and out. Like right now, the milk's turning different colors. That's yeah. like the thing for everyone. The milk is changing colors. Right. So, like, remember how Cinnamon Toast Crunch, your milk would turn cinnamony? Yeah, yeah. So now, like, Trix, your milk's going to, you're turning pink. And there's another one, your milk turned, changed color when you ate the cereal. I don't know if I'd And like it's that. like the fashion, it's like the high-waisted jeans of kids' cereal. So and it's like swag if you eat the Trix, and it's like, oh, you have the plain milk. Right, and pink. it's all like, like, you can, ex yeah, exactly. Or, and it, my whole idea is it ties into, like, shrinkflation. Because you can make your cereal smaller, you just add a new cool feature. Yeah. It's like the, it's just like an economical equivalent of like, uh, you raise the price of an iPhone, you add a feature. Yeah, yeah. But this, you, 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 you make it smaller and you I mean, add yeah. some feature. They could, the, oh, well, you could just make it smaller too. It's not like anyone would notice or they have noticed. But if, I mean, I mean. You're saying if people did notice, they would still buy it because the feature's there. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just this way, and it's this marketing thing. Of, yes, it, yeah. I didn't realize. No, no, no. Actually, this is a, a, a example of inflation. Fashion and kids' cereal, like yeah. trends are uh, ubiquitous around the world. Right. With everything. And the question would be, if washing mach machines were still 
designed with all the same features that they had in like the 1980s, right. how cheap would they be just based on the innovation of how they make those? You right. Know? But they add features so they could keep the price elevated. Do we need a bedding cycle? No. No, <laughs> fucking put it in a wash cycle. Does your thing need to text you when it's done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucking sings. Right. It doesn't even need to sing. I, I don't need it to be hacked and spied <laughs> yeah. on, especially when I'm like fucking jerking off my laundry mm. and just hit one more. Yeah, you click start and the porn plays. I'm like, goddamn it. <laughs> um. But the, the trick cereal brought us into like, uh, we're next to it, we're like doing like the Mandela effect of like there's there's some really good like side by side comparisons of like you know Looney Tunes and it was like how is it spelled and it shows you both logos like one spelled this way one spelled this way and you're just like oh shit I mean, the Mandela effect and spelling uh, Mandela effect like, false memories essentially false memories group huge group memories so like say like if I were to say to you I thought it only applied to things you were adamant about. So mm-hmm. say, what's something you were really popular, really fond of as a child or as a youth? Pokemon. Pokemon. Perfect. Pikachu. I show you a picture of Pikachu. All right. Did Pikachu have a black stripe on his tail? Yes or no? Yes, I think. Are you, are you confident? Or is you it sure? brown? It might have been. But Pikachu had a stripe on his tail. I think so, yeah. Like, you're fairly confident? Fairly. Like, if you were... you, Yeah. He, Pikachu did not have a stripe on its tail. Huh. And it's... Mandela, so it's f- false... You're, you're giving a picture of... Or you know I memorized the general thing because he's popular in my memory yeah. bank. But a specific thing in that you'll start associating features with that. Well, so this is where the Mandela... I was kind of confused because I thought the Mandela effect was only when, like, I created a false memory. So I'm... So it's, like, something I'm very... Yeah. Like, so say, like, you know, oh, I thought Patron... I didn't have sexual relations with that <laughs> woman. <laughs> like, I thought Patron was a moth and it's a bee or something. And, like, I know it's a moth. Oh, I thought yeah, that was yeah, only, yeah. like, personal fault. But I guess it's broadened into, like just de- like iterations like this Pikachu the Mandela effect is me showing you two photos and going which is which and you, but you've seen this a million times mm-hmm. you know what it is but you you don't because right yeah and yeah, you yeah. can convince yourself that it's else so you're saying the tricks version of this is uh well the tr- the, the tricks it wasn't anything for tricks it was just for we were looking at like uh fruit loops and how the spelling of fruit loops is it like fruit loops F-R-U-I-T or F-R-O-O-T? I would say F-R-U-I-T. I don't, I don't remember that one. Oh. But, uh, and it was like, because they used the Fruit Loops. And was Loops with two Fruit Loops as those? Or was it Fruit? It's L-U-I-P. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Age Old Classic is like, it's a trivia bar question. Like, what are the, like, what are the colors of the Google logo in order? Mm. You know, it's something most people see yeah. multiple times a week. Uh-huh. And like, you're, you'll, you so candidates for this are recognizable, but like distinctions are hard to. Your brain remember. knows it, right? Yeah, like yeah. the Coca-Cola logo. Mm-hmm. Is there a hyphen between Coca yeah. and Cola? Dude, I think this happens with people too. You remember how they looked, but then as they become more and more of a distant memory, it just totally are altered, and your perception of them probably alters their physical appearance too. Without yeah. you knowing. Dude, do when you um, dream, do you see faces? I never see faces in my dream whenever I like think about it. I'm a I don't dream very often. Do you dream a lot? Yeah. I dream very rarely. Hmm. Infrequently, I would say. Um 
And I would say I typically only dream when I've gone back to sleep. Like I wake up, say alarm blasts. Yeah. If I turn that off and go back to sleep, the next time I wake up, I, I will typically have had a dream. I don't do that very often. But on my normal sleep, I seldom dream. Um, I think I see faces. But now that you say that, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I just understand that that's the person. I don't actually see their face. Yeah. They're very, they're not vivid for me. They are, every dream of mine is fleeting. Yeah. It's one of those things you have to practice. Well, fuck you. (laughs) It's like this whole lucid dreaming thing. People are like, you can lucid dream. I was like, if you can lucid dream, just, it's inception. Be be asleep 24-7. Like you can live out your wildest fantasies. Yeah. And, And you can make reality... 12 hours a day. Oh, I think this is reminding me. Actually, Blaze, I think you know who Blaze Pascal is? Pla- Pascal. Pa- yeah, he's like yeah. Pascal's wager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think heard... the Pascal, all those inventions. I guess I've never heard someone actually go first and last name. It threw me off. Yeah, so I was he... like, is Blaze some like, new TikToker? <laughs> yeah, no, he had a good, He's because he's a philosopher too. Right. He brought up this idea in one of his, it wasn't one of his books, it was like a letter um, or essay or something, but it was on nightmares kind of thing, where he kind of posed the question, if you, if your, if our nightmares sort of lasted as long as our normal waking life. How would that change actually like how we lived our life? I'm pretty sure. I might right. be getting this like a little bit wrong. But the, the idea was start changing. Uh, like if you started viewing your life more like how you view your dreams, how would that actually affect your decision making in your life? In like, like an idea. So. Um, Well, I guess the ultimatum is in a dream. Ultimatum. The thing is, in a dream, there's no consequence. Right. So, so like, if you have chronic nightmares, you're terrified of going to sleep, right? Because it's, it's, it's just like almost like this certainty. But if it was flipped, like you sh- in your life was kind of a nightmare. You should be terrified of waking up. Mm. But I guess I people have... aren't because they view that as reality. You know. I don't have the right perspective. I well, the, 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 I guess the motivation is if you, sh- if your life is something that if you dreamed it at the extent at which you would not enjoy your dreams, then you should make a change in your life kind of thing. But mm. because, because like the experience is like balanced in a way. Like ha- ha- have you ever woken up and immediately been anxious? Yeah. I mean, after a nightmare for sure. No, no, after, no, no, no. Not because of a dream, because of reality. Uh, yeah, not super anxious because I feel like you're just kind of rested, but. Huh. But, like, yeah, I guess because if reality is reality, you know, the dream's the dream. Right. I guess the point he's making that's most important is in some sense, your sleeping life is very equivalent to your waking life as far as, like, the time spent doing it. Mm. So. in some ways, the controllable nature of being awake and making decisions versus like the uncontrollable uh, dream state that we fear, uh, 
if there's something that's like not like suboptimal in that controllable state, why don't we fear it like we feel our fear the, our dream state that's you know out of our control kind right. of ego. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it's because we're we're kind of under other the, people. Yeah, influence you. Also, maybe we're just we know. Yeah, that would almost be even more terrifying if you if you had to own up to that. I guess that guy was a smart guy, though. Do you think philosophy was easier? What do you mean? Before pass like Pascal's wager. Uh, do you think it was easier before these? ideas like to come up with these ideas like you think if you were you know i think a contemporary of his the idea of like oh we might as well believe in god you think that would have what percent of the population was intelligent enough to get there i guess is my question to understand the philosophy of it to come up with the philosophy on their own i think most people had to because there wasn't much like resources to learn from you know so that's why it was actually such a fruitful endeavor is because you couldn't access other people's results so pre-pascal you think pascal's wager is like falsely attributed because he just wrote it down type thing i'm sure other people had that same idea. Oh, i mean they had like yeah. right they had to have yeah that's actually a perfect example of one because that many of people have probably thought the exact same thing but i mean history. actually coming to that conclusion you have to be reasonably intelligent to like actually think something like that through yeah because you have to you have to give a shit about thinking about it you also have to give a shit about the nature of reality enough to kind of understand the consequences i guess on either side right. of the wager you know? and in the past i mean that like it was so much far more consequential because it was so much more daunting, the idea of non-belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a social, like, scarlet letter. Right. You were, so you were, you'd be a pariah. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a huge thing, actually. People used to basically, like, even if they were secular, like, it was, no, I'm, yeah, I'm related. Like, people would go to church and there'd be non-believers chilling. Right. I mean, if, if if my options were ostracization or societal inclusion, I'd be at church. You know, yeah. like I would go. I'd be, you'd be an idiot not to. Yeah, which may, yeah, I guess that's a good point. That makes the ability to think about the wager in that, those terms and say, oh, no, this is rational to believe in, even if you have an irrational mind. Right. Um, for the, the trade-off that would be whatever the result is when you die that you're uncertain of kind of thing. Well, I guess that's the whole point, but... Um, but that reminds me of something. Oh, yeah. David and I... I wanted to ask you this, because this is on the way to Big Bear. Okay. Um, so, because I'm going to give... I have an answer for it, but... Uh, Wait, let me uh, let me sort of qualify the situation from my perspective of, of big bear uh it's we have i think david driving and let's just say matt and uh evan in the back had a few roadies yeah. so uh, <laughs> i don't know where this is going but i'm going to qualify the listeners with that is what occurred yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it were they were twisted t's as yeah. well so do you who do you think's more responsible for long-term injustices the bad actors or the 
good or indifferent actors that let the bad actors kind of uh, cause the injustice, I guess. Mm. Silence is violence. The modern... So you think the people are just letting no, that shit happen? No, I'm just saying... I, 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 th- I threw out a... Like, who, who, who shoulders the blame? I guess, like, yeah. you could draw, like, the number I mean, the, the truth is it's open-ended. Both, you could argue both sides. Right. Like, I think the most obvious, which would you would say, well, whoever did the injustice, obviously, right? Right. But that's also why I qualified it with long-term, because it's harder than to say that. Like, it's in the short term, if it's, like, a murder, it's like, yes, the person who murdered the other person then and there is is guilty but if right. it's something more like the holocaust where this happens just about to say like the, over the, the span of like phenomenon. 15 years right are it those actors who kind of um were actually a part of the crime like gradually or is it the people who knew something was wrong in the environment but they let it persist anyways because you could almost say that knowledge of that and not doing anything is pretty is like almost complicit yeah. It's a hard... I mean, it's a whore, like... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You have to... I, you have to put... You have to shoulder most of the blame to the perpetrator, I always think. But the perpetrator in this long-term frame might have been different over time, so it's... But you could still say, okay, well, whoever passed the baton to the next, like, administrator who carry out the program, right. they're both guilty type deal, even if one wasn't as drastic or something changed in between in between the administration. Like degree of blame. Yeah. Dude, I kind of think the people who allow it are almost more to blame. I would say, I would say if you leave a cookie out on a table and the kid eats the cookie, you're, the perpetrator is not to blame. The okay. kid. That's a good. You can't blame that. Yeah, kid. that's a good example of but an if alternative. The, if the cookies in a jar, sealed away, in a cupboard, and the kid has to get on a stool, climb onto the counter, open the cupboard, open a jar, get the cookie out, eat the cookie, then you have to. Sh- the blame has to be on that perpetrator. Okay, so this is an example of setting up a system to prevent the bad action right versus ignoring the ability to do that and allowing it to happen type right. deal well there so like uh, this might be a weird aside the holocaust is interesting because a lot of bl- i mean you have you still have nazi hunters right you still have guards 95 year old guards executioners getting put on trial for these things but uh we have an interesting... Wait, model. now? Yeah. There's still like an elite Israeli squad. They just got... Guy 102 years old got sentenced... Um, 100, you can look at... Maybe 95? I mean, maybe the one before it was 102. There's a real recent one. The guy's a trillion years old. Dude, that's And he fucked. got sentenced. Yeah, there's still Nazi hunter. Like, Israel still sends out squads to go get these guys. Um that's 102 years that's pretty and some some of them i mean it's so old evidence is low but like you can prove that they were there they were a guard they were something they they were definitely involved but it's like the nuremberg trials are over you know if if this is just some kid who's 19 it's hard for me in my head that's hard to do if it was like some young kid you know doing it for the cause or whatever it's horrible like 
it's, I mean, it's such a bad situation. And I, I guess justice is important. But yeah. where were we? I, uh, perpetrator is wrong. I, I had this discussion with my mom. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. We're trying not to get too political. But if with the abortion debate, there's like 500,000 abortions a year. So every 12 years, theoretically, there's a Holocaust in the United States. People, I think Kanye made that argument. Right. <laughs> and I, what I said to my, my, my mom was, why, if there is... Why is no one doing anything about this Holocaust? Because any real action. So for that, it's it's comparable to the Jews because they're being manipulated that they're subhuman. These aren't human lives. Right. The Jews aren't human lives. The babies aren't human lives, right? Right. But why isn't, like as uh, uh, spry young males, like why weren't spry, I guess young German males were for the cause of Germany. Yeah. I mean, Germany was decimated after World War One, and that's why the nationalism of like right, no, no, rose. yeah, the reparation, all that. Um, but I, 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 my mom, I had that. I was like, why isn't anyone doing anything? And I almost was like, are your convictions not not real? Are or are the do you, do you understand what your convictions yeah. are? Because I was confused by that. Like, yeah. if you actually think six million human beings no, are being murdered. Yeah, right. Wouldn't you actually do something? Yeah, more so than just talk yeah, about. It? I thought about that. Then I think the convictions are for sure strong with a certain um, percentage of people. Other people who might even believe it, I would say the convictions aren't strong because they're just generally not a very strongly opinion you know holding person right but they're still convinced that it is that yeah you know what i'm saying but then but the reason why even the people with the strong conviction aren't doing it is because they're aware that the majority of people aren't convinced that yeah so they're just gonna look like a radical yeah i think i i think that kind of sums up yeah the idea perfectly yeah for like who's at fault well it's all it has to be the perpetrator because yeah. other, okay. there's so much pressure on outsiders right. that any the decisions that they make, if it's not within the confines of what like the current trend is, it's going to be seen as radical and and yeah, be huge repercussions for it. Yeah. Okay. But if if you had, yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think of it that way. I guess the way I broke it down based on how you would answer that, which is probably the abortion is. A good example because most of the pro-life perspective comes from like a religious thing that right and what the reason when i what i was going to say uh why one would say the the people who are allowing it to happen are the guilty ones versus the people who say the perpetrators are like it's more rational to say the perpetrators are the ones responsible and so that comes from a more scientific like secular mindset like a, the, the rationalist movement but if you're religious you you kind of start with the premise that evil exists you know so you want you start with the premise evil is the force of evil is out there like the devil right so you understand that there can be moments in time where mass atrocities happen so it's your job it's incumbent on you to do as much as you can to mitigate that right. which then in that framework you would say oh like obviously the evil person is going to do evil things it's actually more my responsibility to stop it from occurring it's almost a cop-out right so you no know evil is going to happen 
Ergo, you don't have to do anything about it. No, no, no. I'm saying part of the story is you know evil's happening, so you have to do as much as you can to prevent, like, the world being consumed by it. Okay. This is the story of, like, most Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke can't just chill on a Dagobah or That's whatever. true. <laughs> he has to do something or else, you know. If, in Luke's mind, the Emperor is not at fault it's more the force of evil is at fault so it's incumbent upon him and if he doesn't do anything he is guilty in a way i guess mm. but i think that comes from like the re the religious framework and so that's how you would separate how people would answer that question type of deal so both are right but it just depends on your like belief system Harry Potter is interesting because like when, if, if Voldemort were to win, the world would be chaos. Yeah. But if, like, when you th I'm trying to think of another, well, if the Empire won, you'd have the Empire. Like, it would just, yeah, there'd be evil, but it'd still be a society. Yeah, no, that's the thing is forces of evil have dominated the world at different times. It's just if you're a part of it and you don't necessarily... I guess you're not aware of it or it doesn't affect you then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you don't have any interest in being, like, aw awoken to it, you know? Like, if you're a part of the, I don't know, I guess, like, the Mongol society that's, like, raping and pillaging all these, these people, but you're just kind of colonizing some weird era or area in Kazakhstan. You... Oh, yeah, keep going. Finish your thought. I guess, though, I'm almost trying to steam... In my mind, though, I'm, I'm trying to st uh, steel man that, like, even the Conqueror's position isn't actually a force of evil. There's, a, like, a natural reason for it. Would, or, or would you just objectively think causing war for the sake of domination of territory is, a, is like, an evil act, I guess, is the question. In, in in history or in modern time? Well, it doesn't happen much in modern times. Modern times, that conquering happens usually for some interest where, you know, you could say the decision is pretty bad, but you could almost understand why, rationally, why they'd do it. You know what I mean? Like, all our fucking bases in the Middle East, it's, if they didn't have other stuff, like, it's pretty evil. Right. A lot of the atrocity that goes on. But you could also understand why the people would almost look out for their interest of, I guess, getting resources for their right. own people type deal. Hmm. I was, I've kind of went off in a tangent in my own head. What was this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, like, complicit atrocity. I'm like, if... If you were to roll back the clock and you had like a supporter of Nazi Germany in like 1935, yeah, and you had Adolf on his podium, like well, some prison, I think, then. whatever. Um, you know what I mean? He's out, uh, and you have him going like, you know, da da da, and, and you, the person in the crowd 
it's like that whole experiment with uh, the Stanford Binet. Was it the Stanford Binet prison experiment with the electric shock? Or with, no, that was yeah. A people one. wouldn't actually do anything. Or no, what was the one where you 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 the, the button and and it, or you can you go from like level one to ten of electric shock and level ten was fatal and if a person in authority told the person to take it to level ten, eighty percent of the time they would. Yeah. And so if if you Milgram were, experiment. Milgram experiment. It could have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, because Milgram negative meant you wouldn't do it because you know it's morally wrong, even if it's coming from... No, no, but he found that what the study found was that if a position of power was telling you to do... So... Yeah, most people are Milgram positive. Right, right, right. Okay. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, if you were to, your average supporter sit in the crowd and they had the pamphlet of like what, if they had hindsight mm -hmm. or foresight, would the average person ah, still be on the soapbox? And if you did it year after year, like when no. would that person go like, no, now it's too far? Or when yeah. would they be so complicit in the action that they're so deep that they're like, ah, fuck it, million more Jews. Like, you know, like, when are they... Yeah, you're saying we have to assume they start from a baseline of being blank slates. Blank like, slates. And, and moldable. At what point would they change the direction of how they're being molded and what would that trajectory look right. like? Right, right, right. Because I yeah. would assume the average yeah. average German would have, not, have been like... Yeah. You, you wouldn't... Right. In, in 1929, they could have been totally nationalistic, Adolf Hitler supporter... But if you told them, hey, go shoot that Jew, they wouldn't have done it because right. it's such a big leap. But at what year would they have done it? Right, right, Because right. it's no longer a leap. Yeah. That... Yeah. I mean, I think most people would at least start on that trajectory and history just shows us. And also just think about, I don't know, going back to what we, I said earlier is I think most of the population is just doesn't have strong, very strong convictions. So no. if anyone just kind of rouse the them flow. up. Yeah, the flow. But that's it's not why. It's bad to be a yeah. sheep in some situations no no, no you're it's just not. a person like, yeah exactly. you just are what you are it's evolutionary beneficial because you just kind of fit in the crowd unless right. you have a protection system but uh like this is why dictators and shit are so dangerous at least the good ones because they know how to you know, do the frog in the water experiment, basically, where yeah. they slowly boil it to, like, say, okay, this is okay, even though it's getting hotter, Yeah. you know, uh, people will kind of go along with the program, I suppose. But bringing back to the Nazis, actually, there's, I, I had a book downstairs, I read it, it's called uh, Shadow Divers, and it is basically the story of, like, these American deep water scuba divers and they explore like shipwrecks and shit like that and they find an uncharted german u-boat and these guys because they're so obsessed with identifying the u-boat they like even go to germany and like talk to all these surviving like german families and right. the book does such a good job of depicting how it's like these people are just normal people you know yeah they're a part of a bad regime in time but they're you know they have kids they love them like they love their wife they love their husband who was literally on the u-boat and died right you know what i mean like he was shooting down like <laughs> he was taking down like the, the lusitania <laughs> you know that was just cruising around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
No, people do gnarly things when they're in these systems where it's like people from authority. It's not like a reflection of their character. No. They're just caught in the waves. Caught in the waves. Yeah. This is why everyone needs to play like an MMO RPG. Yeah. Online. Because I've had this tribalism playing RuneScape. There used to be a big old clan wars. And like there's some clan, there's, there's the white aprons. You wore a white apron into battle. There were the pink skirts and the brown aprons. Three different like tribalism clans in this giant MMO. We all hate, every group hated the another. And there were like forums and stuff where each of them, what you'd like collectively like be on your forum with your people. But if you saw where you could like in the PvP areas, yeah. if you saw a pink skirt, you knew they were part of this other clan. And if you were with your clan answer, you knew you could kill them or attack them, you would all just immediately amass onto them because you knew they were an enemy clan hmm. regardless of you. You knew your allegiance was to you. Your, say you're a white apron. You were a white apron yeah, yeah. clan member. How do you choose the original allegiance, though? You, Is that The arbitrary? system, the MMORPG system, if you want to do PvP and like multi-combat or like multiple people can attack people at once, you have to. It's like prison... You, you need to join a gang to survive. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you, if you want to survive in the right. wilderness, uh-huh. as the PvP area is yeah. called, you have to join one of these because you need a protection. You need, when, when you're out there, you need people with you. you right. If you're alone, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um, if, Which makes, dude, this should give us even more empathy for people of different armies and, like, right. militaries around the world because that's the situation. If they're not... If they're not fully invested in their cause, they that's the stake that's on the line. They're yeah. going to die. It's just like prison, yeah. If you're not joining the gang... It's like, I just I join it because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have that perspective because most of us weren't in a situation like prison or in the right. military where you weren't exposed to the, alt, like the stake that would be death, basically. Right. Yeah. That, I, I got I to gotta write a book on like... Like a year of school should just be in like an MMO. Yeah, dude. Video. You games? learn getting scammed. You learn communication. You learn yeah, yeah, yeah. e-com. You need commerce. You learn economies. You 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 learn tribalism. You yeah. learn all these things. Video games. That was one of those bad yeah, lessons our parents our parents taught. Well, I guess they were just kind of you're spending too much time on video games. Right. But they definitely were more beneficial than they gave credit to you know i i I can spot a scam from a mile away yeah from getting scared on video games also just general puzzle like puzzle skills solving problems it's so yeah i I can't think of a better medium for a child like i could spark notes shakespeare again in middle school or you could have put me in the middle of a complex video game yeah Dude, even I, so, uh, the new Zelda is coming out in May, right? Which is the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. If you haven't played the original, you gotta play that game. I never was a Zelda guy. Dude, I hadn't played a like story mode video game in forever, and I did it in uh, Singapore when I was in the the jail of my hotel right for forty yeah. days. <laughs> but it was so much fun, and uh, it's funny because in the like there's even a um, a section where the puzzle is basically solving like electrical circuits. Yeah. Basically if you put a certain rock in a position then you make it so the switch is closed and then you right. see like the electrical impulse turn on a light bulb over there and that means you could go type deal. Which is 
a actual like useful engineering yeah. intuition. Pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just the balance. We, yeah, I guess we were sitting down for like eight hours, and I was mostly playing shooter video games, which those aren't very. Those aren't <laughs> as helpful. That's why, like, I think like the MMO with like large economies and stuff, those are important. Yeah. But yeah, man. No, I didn't think of it in that way. The original, um, where shit. What? How'd you put it? Uh. fuck would you say the majority of people uh fuck i forgot i'm waffling on what what you're thinking i said no i said what i I don't know what point no i know the the original question was who's who's at fault like Ah, the 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 perpetrator perpetrator. or the and then it was the cookie thing yeah yes so the the system that is basically you need to build a a strong enough structural foundation to make it very difficult for the bad the wolf the bad actor to somehow get to the right right that's a good point um but yeah explains i think why we're also not uh is in tune with solving problems on the cultural level now is because like half the population is like rational and half of it is religious kind of and so they just view it as no this is unsolvable because evil forces are out there right and no this is we just have to use the right vehicle that you don't believe in because you think it's been compromised kind of thing yeah We uh, the flow of information has increased a ton. Elections, I would have loved to been in an election in 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 eighteen oh five. Dude, no one voted. But, but like, there were opinions, and what were those opinions from? One time, one month. Well, the whole. I mean, like, the, the more fun, grain. The funny thing is, was the whole <laughs> voting system. I always love telling this to, or making this point because it kind of shuts people up who just kind of don't understand. You know when people put, like, the founding fathers in bad lights, like, oh, they were slave owners, or, like, women weren't allowed to vote. And it's... The reality was it's not like they hated women. It was... They just were trying to find the right proxy to basically get to property owners, which was white male at the time. You know what I mean? I think it was Louis C.K. that said all human achievement has been on the back of, like, you know suffering and pain like yeah you get to where you are through like egregiousness so right but their point was properties pro- property owners should be the ones voting because they're the ones with skin in the game but they just didn't put it that way they're just like oh these because they didn't at that time you don't even think that could be a possibility because culturally it just wasn't right you know there's so few women that had resources like that yeah um so it was just like, eh, this is easier to this is easier to say, <laughs> or for people to identify with. It's more clear, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, no, because it was property owners, and also the electoral college was still the thing. So yeah. even some of the property owners just didn't give a shit. Just like now, where 
they have a small a small farm and they didn't actually show up so yeah. really it was just a like a smaller bureaucratic structure making all the decisions which frankly probably worked a lot better than like the, the other end of the extreme that we have now your uh the sticker on your laptop toy machine yeah is like seemingly the phrase for hot dog in sign language i thought it was the devil with the horns on it oh no no no, no, this no. Is so uh, the hot dog is this so whenever i see toy i just think oh you you've hands. been you've been learning we did for a while that was for that was one month what's the new month uh, this month, we so the last I don't know February every weekend I was gone. Hmm. Like by the way, can I have some water? Yeah, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right here, this one's a fresh one. Oh, hell yeah, thank you. Lips all over it. I might have had one sip of that. But uh, no, no, there's none for this month. I just I yet. Well, no, it's sorry the fourteenth. Yeah, this month we're kind of taking a break. We've had chaotic last month but it just reminds me of the word for hot dog every time i see it yeah a lot of my uh well actually a lot of my resolutions haven't quite and quite died off but uh they're definitely less aligned. i would say like the ones that could actually materialize well our, my monthly thing is materializing pretty well i mean we, we've had them yeah well i was trying to get up really fucking early every day now you were doing hot for a while there yeah i still get up kind of early still so it's you know it's gray it's not objectively good now it's almost surfing season so we're almost, yeah, the yeah. Water's almost warm now again. it'll be way easier because there'll be something to do yeah yeah just waking up for waking up sake is yeah but i, I i've i did them i'm doing the martial art thing which that's pretty good uh now I, I know something to defend myself. Hopefully I never have to have to use <laughs> have to it. Have to use it. <laughs> but but I, but Loki also got beat up by a chick today. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's she was good though. Um, no, yeah, she. Uh, well, dude, this is the, also the thing because when you're training, and this is the intense thing about boxing and martial arts that I've I've realized. You can only get, I guess it's kind of like other extreme sports, where you can only get past certain levels if you just send it. So when you're snowboarding or something. You just got to huck that Yeah, you just got to just fucking do it. And if you <laughs> you're get. You're going to get smacked. You're, you're going to slam. Yeah. So in boxing or Muay Thai or jiu-jitsu, you just have to push yourself and like basically come to terms with, I'm going to get punched in the face, maybe knocked out or go hard. But this is the only way I'll progress. Progress, yeah. Okay. So, so it's it's tough. You have to take that hit before you know what next time what to do. Exactly, to and it's also you, you need a partner who is on the same page because right. you don't want to be on one level. Well, you know they're not type, yeah. type deal. So, uh, yeah, because I always like when we're practicing, I'll I'll just be like because I don't really know some of the people because you switch off in the sparring so. Tim and I will start doing it, but right. then he'll tell us to switch. We go find a new partner, and it's just some random person. So you don't want to actually, like, get Punch to... Punch yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you kind of know your own strength, then uh, it would be especially bad if, if there was a mismatch there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. 
I've come to terms with though, maybe I should get like knocked out once in my life, which made me think I should train for a legitimate fight where it's mutual that you're going into that circumstance. Do you think you'd be good if someone at you and your level was into a ring, do you think anyone would even be able to knock anyone out? If someone was also at my level? Yeah. Do you think a knockout would, is actually feasible? Um, like realistically? I pr realistically think it's probably unlikely because You'd probably of, just tire out. Yeah, the, it, it would be yeah, a combination of conditioning and also hesitancy type thing. To really you're scared, you're not gonna. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. it'd be hard to go off those jumps, you know, or cr try to catch that wave right. for the first time. <laughs> uh, you would have to have basically come to terms with that before. But as far as like actual, like I could knock someone out, I think in the ring. But you're also not allowed to. Or the first few fights that you do, you have to wear Elmer. like a headgear, mm. which made me think though, maybe. Because Tim and I went to one of the amateur tournaments. Right. And they're all wearing the headgear because it's like their first three fights or, okay. or whatever. And you could tell, like when you watch prof people without it, they, they are, their approach is different because they don't have like that extra. So they're, they're, it's more dangerous. It's more, yeah, it's more bombs ahoy. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the, the argument that maybe football is safer back when they had the leather, leather hats because it hurt to use your right, head as a weapon. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe we'll, uh, in a year or so, I'll be advertising a Muay Thai competition oh. <laughs> on the pod. I'll have to be the rook. I'll do a rookie in the ring. I'll put yeah. a helmet on. Give me some gloves. <laughs> you could be the, the uh, card girl. <laughs> Actually, it would be more fun if we did an underground one, I think. On the beach in the sand? So mm -hmm. you, that no one has any like uh, footing? At the old Outback, Fight Club style. Dude, the old Outback's getting... There's fencing around it. Some action's happening over there. What, what, what do you think could go there? So Fight Club. For the listeners... Uh, there was an old Outback Steakhouse, Matt's favorite restaurant, long time mm -hmm. aficionado of the Bloomin' Onion. And, you can uh, get pumpernickel. A, a Bloomin' Onion, unlimited un pumpernickel bread, Sai Caesar salad with only, you know, a slightly above <laughs> moderate level of salt. It doesn't just taste like salt. <laughs> Texas cheese fries and a steak and a sweet potato on the side for like 40 bucks. Out the door, 40 bucks. That's a steal. <laughs> And the one, the, the stomach only outback ache, in... The, the stomach ache is complimentary. <laughs> the only outback within 20 miles closed, <laughs> and it was a local local spot. Uh, the day we were supposed to all go, it had closed like three days before tragedy. It's being revamped. What, do you, what could go there? It's by Miguel Jr. There's a Del Taco across the street. Uh, next to it's a storage place... Behind it's a gas station, CVS. So what do you think? Mid-tier, high establishment, or low-tier would be the best fit? I Like drive-through doesn't really make sense because it's really hard to get to. You know how it's like bizarrely... You yeah. You know... High-tier wouldn't work there. No, high-tier, I mean... There's not a good... Uh, well, this would be this wouldn't fit there actually. I was thinking like a Blaze Pizza, but mm. that's too that's too much infrastructure for that. <laughs> those need yeah, those need, yeah, that place is huge. Those need like foot traffic too. It could be another bar, dude. Honestly. There used to be a Blaze Pizza, kind of by like Crab Cooker, like in that new apartment complex, like 
throw a ball that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gone now. Dude, that's one of my favorite spots. Blaze? Make your own pizza, yeah. Any any mod, I think, is another one. Just like pepperoncinis and then Oh, all the dude, meats. everything. Yeah, like the, yeah. The pizza, like the pizza part is just like half of it, a quarter of it. The rest is just toppings. In college, one of our roommates, Bruno, worked for the school newspaper, and they'd have buy one, get one free Blaze pizzas. And he was at the printing press, and he'd cut 20 out and just give them like put them on a stack at our house so we'd always oh hell yeah um yeah that was pretty cool the new build business model of build your own like mexican chipotle blaze have you had a sushi rito yeah thoughts uh funky i don't i I don't know i just rather have sushi rolls right 100 percent agree it's weirder when you take like one bite like in a burrito, when you take a bite and it's like all rice, you're like, yeah, whatever. And then the next one's meat, you're like in guacamole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's sushi, when you like, you get all the tuna and then you get like a cucumber rice bite, it's yeah, weird. And there's like a wasabi chunk in there. Yeah, it's, it's far, it's funkier. I never understood that. Yeah, it's not the most, uh, it's not the mo- like the best fusion there no, is. Because it's no, no. not a fusion, actually. <laughs> it's just a new form. Yeah. Of- <laughs> It's a new method of put food Which in your is mouth. like, you know, they probably tried this when they're inventing the sushi roll and they realized the optimal amount is not that. Because the sushi roll is essentially a burrito, but smaller. Yeah, yeah, so you could yeah. get it all in your mouth. That's the whole essence of the sushi yeah. roll. Dude, I think we've talked about this before, but do you think a lot of these chain restaurants, I've just noticed going on dating apps and shit and like younger younger generations popping up where it's like controversial opinion like oh i don't like in and out or chick-fil-a or things and like contrarian for yeah contrarian yeah yeah sake. it's almost like food is a trend at this point or maybe it always has been where there has to be a new a new thing which i don't know what it would be to replace all the, the traditional things like we agree i guess outback chili's uh, El Torito. Hell, fucking hell. <laughs> Those are all dying. Right? Yeah, I mean, they should, like, they should be. Um, <laughs> uh, no, there is something to say about Oh, BJ's. Oh, yeah, there used to be one. B- oh, Whoa. That would be good in Outback, though. BJ's is an anachronism. That's a restaurant that I, I went to one within the last, I went with the, my girlfriend and her family. Because we were trying to go to a Thai place and it closed. Right, but, no, but it's good location and it's something that people crave across demographics. Do you BJ's know? work outside of malls? <laughs> yeah, in Orange County, I've never seen one in a mall. BJ's. I know there's one, one in like Laguna Hills or something. Or El Toro or whatever. Um, uh, speaking of places like this, at uh, Fashion Island, they uh, Cheesecake Factory is gone. So is the California Pizza Kitchen. And I heard, I don't know. The Cheesecake Factory is good, though. No, the Cheesecake cheesecake is good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. there we go. Um, I heard, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It was kind of like an economics lesson of restaurants near retail. Hmm. And I guess Fashion Island wants to attract more higher-end retail. Yeah. Louis Vuitton will not be somewhere where a cheesecake They're happens. turning it into like Vegas type. They market. want to be just, they just want to be more higher end because then you can charge more rent probably. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you, if, and I guess, you know, Gucci, pro, these high end places won't be where, because 
no one's stumbling out of a CPK and buying a yeah. $5,000 purse. That sounds like a wrong... It's like a cart before the horse yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. you think? It sounds like it's going to create this bubble where they're doing it for the real estate, but then the people who actually could afford it, you know, they're... Because, for the for listeners, Fashion Island is this, like, outdoor mall with... Youths can hang out there. There's Forever 21. There's yeah. Vineyard Vines. There's Which is most Sperry. of the reason why people hang out at malls is you're under... Right, but then there's really high-end malls like South Coast Plaza... Which has your extremely high end stores where yeah. like you 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 can't purchase something for less than five hundred dollars if you go to this mall and there's there it's like this dichotomy of you can go here for high end you can go here for more of like a there's like a Blaze Pizza there's a lemonade it's more youthful more young yeah there's a Tesla yeah it sounds like they're just trying to jack up the real estate hundred percent and that is probably not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> and now i mean pf chang's a stain so yeah. that says one thing about about how we view our <laughs> foods but cheesecake factory's dog shit i don't know how anyone eats there it's chilies but you know it's the art house the art house is gone too from uh, uh the triangle no 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 not that one from oh. um you're like we're counting down the days for that. wait was that a fashion yeah from fashion island your house is gone but no one ever went to the wonder fashion so Okay, you want to talk about one more thing and wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got for me? Um, I don't know. I was. Let's see. What was I intrigued by? Did you put everything down in the text message? I did. I just truncated it, so it might be hard to. Oh, your modern economy scam or your Bible insights? Oh well, the Bible insights, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that, I guess. Okay. I actually want to hear your take on... Well, maybe it's not. So... Uh, so, yeah, I, I've been reading, like, the Bible more recently. And... Because, I, I don't know, I've been thinking about this question a lot, which is... And I've, I've told this to you. Why is... Um, why are people now more secular than they've ever been? Right. And, you know, even using it from, like, my own perspective and also why people be turned off to religion and, like, you know, the whole, like, Sam Harris perspective of rationalism and all this shit. Right. Uh, and I think it's pretty obvious why certain people, because the Bible doesn't say things that would be in their interest for, like, their lifestyle. For example, like, the anti-gay stuff. Right. Um... But then there's other, like, really hardcore stuff, especially in the Old Testament, which is, uh, it's almost, like, shaming a lot of modern, or not modern, because it was written thousands of years ago, but uh, it's shaming human sin or, uh, like, temptation in a way where it's alarming, and it's hard to come to believe if you have no other, other uh, reason to, I guess, like, if you're not influenced by like your parents or something like right. that it's just like oh this you know mistake you made you're gonna go to hell like that's alarming so you might just be like want to disregard it so you don't have to think about the consequences kind of thing okay. but when you actually read the whole story i feel like those specific discrete instances don't actually do the whole story justice and because like the old testament it starts out with, uh, you know, the Garden of Eden, right? And Adam and Eve are placed in it by God. 
and it's basically like the world and universe is like perfect but then Eve gets manipulated by the snake to eat from the the tree of knowledge and then that led to all you know the problems with man right. uh, in their their form uh, and then like Moses comes along and God sort of identifies uh you know, the Israelites as like his people. And so they're able to escape this evil force, which was like the Egyptian, yep. um, you know, rulers kind of who, yeah. are, who are, are they're subjugated to, uh, which led to the tribe of Israel then being able to kind of like manifest their own kingdom in the, the way. So what they established there is, is kind of like this, like this, uh, perspective that there is evil forces in the world because of what you know eve did and there's also you know chosen people who are supposed to be representative of like good human decency i guess um but because they also after that all the kings of israel over time make mistakes and that's what gets smited by god where it's like oh you know you you know, this king did this bad thing and, you know, he has to, you know, get punished for this. Right. You know, David, like, I don't know, committed adultery when he was king and, and that has to be judged and all this. And it's very intense. And, uh, but in the grand scope, it's like then Jesus comes along and the whole point is like, that's all kind of forgiven, you know? So I guess I, what I what I kind of was thinking it's almost like your like the story of human life in a way where like you're started as perfect and then uh, you you uh, you know as you're an adolescent and you're not as you know uh, thinking much about like morality and these things you you kind of like make mistakes and are drawn into a certain like path of how your life's going to go and at some point you develop like a moral compass and a guidance belief system that is then supposed to show you the way. But the what the Bible is kind of representing that as is like Jesus coming to forgive the human, the human indecency in a way, like the sin. Right. So then the question is, is, oh, well, what if you don't actually develop that moral compass along the way in your life? Well, that's like the, the path to hell. Because those, uh, I guess, heuristics of how a, a, a fulfilled man or woman should live are going to just kind of lead down the road to an unfulfilled, unredeeming, I guess, existence in itself. So, which is eventually death kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, the part, that's the part I didn't realize, I guess, was it was like, it's part of it is... In the Old Testament, they have to set up Jesus' arrival to make it kind of clear that this is like the status of man in the world. Mm. But you have an option to to not participate in those forces of bad, bad and a thing. So you shouldn't necessarily be turned off to him, turned off for those reasons where it says, "Oh, you know, you you know made a mistake. You're going to hell," type thing. When you know, it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you've like read through it at that. I've point. read through the Bible. I've, I've, I'm as as a youth. Yeah, I would have read the Bible. I haven't read it in a while. I would say, like the most. Int- it's interesting that the human experience. Not nothing's changed. 
Yeah, with no. Homo sapiens. Like, right, it, yeah. like it's the human experience is the exact same. Yeah, it's with all the modern technology knowledge. Yeah, it it's the same problem. The same. Yeah. No, that's that's the weird like trippy part of it is it identifies the macro level problems where it's like adultery idolatry like idolizing men other men other than just your lord right. which however you want to think about that you know one is more healthy than the other type deal like I, one will lead you on the path to hell while one won't it's the first when you said idolize a man the first thing i thought of it i just thought of like an andrew tate instagram video. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just laughing if like people were more religious would he not be in existence right now um i don't think a lot of people would uh even without him like I guess that, that that to me is is weird because it seems like we're in one of those phases, which the Bible also talks about this, where there's phases of Israel, like the tribe of Israel and like Jesus's arrival and death and, you know, coming back where it's like waves of darkness and light, you know, right. uh, which is the human story in a way. Right. Like, is the problem that there is a void to fill or that there's someone to fill the void? The problem is that there's a void to fill. What do you mean by that? Like for like modern cultural figures that are reprehensible or controversial at best, uh, reprehensible at worst. Like interesting contemporary figures that... Why are they in existence? Are they in existence because they're filling a void or because they're, people have something they need to be filled like a mod, it's it's the, it's a modern problem. So I think that's the and maybe it's yes. we're missing this right really like it's a new religion. Yeah. So so what if we start with the assumption, and this is something I've come to more kind of realize and believe is, do humans have this innate belonging are, nature? No, no are we programmed to worship? Is the best way to put it. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 Like, exactly. We need to worship something. So what are we going to worship if it's not? A god, a godly figure. It doesn't matter what you're you're drawn to, attracted to, in terms of like a higher power. It, I mean, throw it doesn't. Worship is the right word. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be something of higher power. It right, could be something. Uh, it could be another person. Right, you could worship their existence because you find it attractive. So, and something you want to do. But the truth is, is that, which is what, like, I think the Bible gets right is like, that's not a healthy form to view your own state of existence. You know? Right. Uh, it's healthier to just believe in a higher power where, uh, you disregard anyone else's state and just you're kind of in tune with your own, you know, do you think maybe, do you think anyone in writing the Bible wrote, wrote it as almost a satire to show no. you, to show you, that you're always going to believe in something. I so think, be wary of that. I thought, well, not a, I wouldn't say that's sat satirical. Yeah, maybe not satire. I think it's a, like oh, a, it's warning. a warning. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a book. Satire is wrong. Either. So I almost started thinking about like the Christianity and also different belief systems, religions. What if there are just basically innovations in themselves of like framework of, uh, like frameworks of thought to live your life because, you know, millions of years of humans 
kind of had, you know, have always had flaws. So how do we actually collect the best ideas of how we should live our lives and package them to kind of sell those, this, this new framework to the masses to hopefully promote a civil, you know, civil society and a healthy one where people aren't in hell on earth kind of thing. Right. Huh. So you think we're getting there? What do you mean? Do you think some... Because modern Christianity doesn't deal with gays. Uh, modern Christianity is about Jesus' love. Right. If you go yeah, to like yeah. a New Age Christian church. But it, it, all, it was still back in the day, too. It just recognized... Like, it put that impulse in the same as all other sin where, you know... So it, is there like an inflection point in some time so, in our future where these bizarre, like, asin, uh, I mean, someone say that, like religious theories and like science will like converge to where we all go oh it is just this framework that does do well we've seen it yeah so i think this is a lot of a mistake that people make and will say no but i don't think it's true is they'll say well yeah they it is a framework that has done good for a lot like a mass amount of people but it also has done bad because it's you know it's like an explanation for atrocities like the Crusades, for example. Sure. You know? But I think my counter-argument to that would be maybe that wasn't actually the true reason. That's just kind of what historically I mean, it's attributed it, it, it to. Was easy at the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's, I guess the difference between, I think, viewing everything in context versus viewing the details at the time they were written, right? Um, whether or not you believe in the details themselves now is, is just kind of like your personal opinion. But that doesn't separate you from the desire to like live a moral, healthy life, you know? Um, so, yeah. Dude, but, and I was talking to my friend about this too. This is the other uh, part of that building on where it's, it's a tough it's a tough position to be in because it, it forces you to reflect on like all your prior sin or all your prior mis previous mistakes and think, like feel guilt, right? But this is kind of the trippy part of the theology where actually it's, it's bad to feel guilt because that's part of the reason why like Jesus sacrificed himself so you didn't have to. Like you are forgiven because you are human this is why, like, you have to just accept that you're, you know, flawed and imperfect, yeah. you know, in, in the, the concept of a, like, perfect universe that some higher power set up kind of deal. Um, and the more you dwell on, I guess, your mistakes, then you're going to be living not a life of how, like, the Jesus figure wanted you to because that's why he did the sacrifice in the first place, you know? So even the... Uh, I guess what I'm saying is even the, the like the turnoff that is, uh, the personal, um, the personal agency that it encourages you to have, you have a way to to deal with that in the framework that you know as it exists, which is like just recognizing that you know we're all flawed, I suppose. Um, I mean, if that's what you get from the Bible, that's a good lesson. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I guess what I was thinking is no, no one, 
when you look at it from the big big picture, it's kind of like a beautiful story in that, right? Because it's like, it's not saying everyone has to be perfect. It's saying quite the opposite, you know? Um, but yeah. No, yeah, it, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's it's very trippy, honestly. It's it's on a, honestly a trippy how like prophetic a lot of that stuff is because it's written so long ago. It's so but ancient. It, it, well, it explains so much human behavior even to this day. I don't <laughs> I don't know a lot about the like early biblical scholar writer. I mean, I know the Bible was written hundreds of years after Jesus was around, but I I do I've I mean there's maybe there's already literature on this, but like was it the people of the time, like the contemporary theologians, were they writing it as fiction? Contemporary, you mean? Like in like the like people translating the, everything? The, no, so the, the 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 from my understanding, the Bible wasn't written, the Bible is not written around Jesus' time. It's no, it's written at different, even before his time, like different. Before, sure. Yeah. It's written less, like sporadically in history. Yeah, so like, it's 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 too old to think about. Like, but were or not too old to think about? Too old to you could never verify. But were there any stories that were clearly fiction? were obviously fiction to the writers to where a point it was essentially them writing I well i guess say, it just depends on alice in wonderland right it depends on what your belief is like if you believe in the supernatural or no not. no i'm not talking about belief i'm talking about the the people actually what was their well, motivation we'll, right like how what was going through their head while they were describing this down were they actually writing something divine or do you think like they were thinking that way yeah uh, I think so. You think so? I, I would assume that's what the modern theologian scholars would so, say. So I, I, was listening, I was listening to a podcast where this guy put it in a way I never thought about. So put yourself in the shoes of someone. Um, this is the example he used. Okay. So there's this guy who claims to be Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? And you're at the time that uh, you know Jesus is walking the earth and he's doing things... <laughs> he's doing things like healing people by just kind of in what seems to be like miraculous ways right you know he touches a woman's shoulder and her i don't know her arthritis goes away or something like right. that even like the question is in modern times could you explain that kind of same phenomenon independent of a miracle that would be believable even in the past context well if you could rule it out like charlatanism well no what i think is you can like like that example you could explain like there's been times where i mean this happens in modern medicine where well coincidence like we're talking about like mental health problems where that's recognized as like a disease like there's diseases where people just kind of get over and it's not really understood why it happened so if you were to witness some guy who claims to be the son of Christ, and then he causes this miracle to happen, and you witness that. Well, you can watch, like, African priests, not just, Af I don't know why, there's, like, a whole YouTube series of, like, priests in Africa, like, literally raising people from the dead. Exactly, yeah. And they're 
they were, they were clearly never dead. Like that, well, it's the whole right. idea. My, that that's exactly. So what I'm saying is, when you put it in that context of now, it would make sense to you that that actually happened, and it's being put in a framework that you're not like you're giving a different justification for. But you could see why people are viewing it as yeah how it was written yeah directly. So in that sense, it's not fiction. It's nonfiction. It's a is an account of what actually was observed at the time, independent of what modern explanation you could give to it. Yeah. So, um, even, I don't know, I think Rogan has talked about, like, the story of Moses before, where there was, like, the burning bush, and there's, like, scholars who say, oh, if you, like, saw and were talked to some, some, like, you had a vision of a burning bush, would that, what if that bush, this event actually happened, and it was this sort of psychedelic plant, like mushrooms, that caused someone to get high and see yeah. God, you know? So everything you could come up with some explanation for. So you can't, I guess, say whether they're fictional accounts or not. It's, I guess, it's like the, you can't prove a negative type yeah, yeah, yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's been, uh, it's, it's interesting to think about in modern times. I kind of think there's going to be a new religious like Christian movement pretty soon. In our lifetimes. They're going to have to get pretty hip. Well, actually, maybe they won't because they're so, like, we're so global and different belief systems are also so potent, you know? Um, and it's not like those are going to fuse together, I guess. A rebrand. Well, I don't know how much, like, the Quran and other texts, like, mirror one another. But... And you won't be able to sell the Quran in the West for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> 9-11, you know? Like, that's just never going to happen. Yeah. But anyways, um, do you have any play out song? I don't. I'm about to pee my pants, though. All right, I'll play... Uh, well, I'll be here for the play out, but... I'll play uh, some, some uh, Nipsey Hustle. Because this song has been on repeat for me. And I think it's... We've had a very philosophical pod, so... Hopefully this old school raft. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> Captures. <laughs> Have you heard this? It's featuring Steve Jobs at the end. Of it. I have not heard this. My wife the beat. Steve Jobs, you said? Yeah. It's just like a quote from his... Uh... I thought he meant he was on the verse. So I was like, Nipsey Hussle's dead. Steve Jobs is dead. <laughs> I was like, what year did these two bisect? <laughs> Dude, it's pretty, as much as we understand, uh, like, different communities in America, like, are exposed to different lives and, like, worlds in a way, like, rappers talk about it, but it's just totally parallel to what we, we have experienced, you know? But when you really listen and read it, you're like, holy shit, that's going on. You know, like that, that, these are the main concern in these communities. I, there's this, uh, I was watching this thing about Liberia. Yeah. There was a person with Liberia and he interviewed a young rapper. No joke, he had on like, uh, who lost the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. It was Chiefs versus who? Who was it? Who, who lost the Super Bowl? Uh, Bengals. Was it Bengals Chiefs? Okay. Wait, no, 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 that's wrong. 
the last Super Bowl that just happened. The Rams beat the Bengals in the last one, but the Chiefs beat the. Uh, is it the 49? Who the fuck was it? Fine. It it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Literally, the, the rapper was wearing a losing Super Bowl team shirt. Just classic, like they donated to Africa. You know what I mean? It was yeah. textbook. The only thing this guy rapped about was AIDS, cannibalism, and murder. He did a, he did multiple verses for the guy and, and the, the camera and the crew. And it was just like, holy shit, you rap about your reality. Yeah. And it was AIDS, cannibalism, yeah. and murder. Yeah. And it was just insane. like, holy shit. Does he quote Steve Jobs? No, no, no. Steve Jobs comes in So fuck what people say. Take the shot of that Patron. Dude, I die. Fuck no. I'll eat, I'll eat my sweet potato. Dude, it's like <laughs> nasty yellow tequila. We gotta dye some beer green first and touch it. Are you gone yeah. this weekend? Uh, I'm here. But my friend's having a birthday party on Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A birthday party on St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. I think he wanted to go to Wayfair. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, it's Friday. I think he's so bad. Where are you, Steve? I think he's right here. Death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be. Because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now, the new is you. But someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old. We're almost the old. (laughs) So don't waste it living someone else's life. That could be a pod topic, like, after Western medicine fails, you fall victim to Eastern medicine. Yeah. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. Thank you, 40th Street listeners. Woo!